All right, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Geek V podcast for the first episode of 2019. It's me, Kush, and I got, uh, I don't know, Laura, how do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yay! I'm so excited. Uh, I'm your friend, Laura. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, it's been six months since, since my last episode, so I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, Laura. What was your, uh, let's go with what was your favorite movie of last year? Oh, uh, ooh, uh, mm, this is a hard one. Um, I recently saw Infinity War, and I was like, whoa, it's so good. I really liked Infinity War, but I don't know if that's one from last year or the year before that. Literally, that, I have no idea. That is from last year, but I was expecting something more along the lines of like, I don't know, from how I know you, I thought you were going to say like some new art house film uh i mean okay i've seen uh, the thing is like i don't watch movies that often mm -hmm. um just because i just find myself watching more youtube usually um oh but a cute film that i saw on christmas eve <laughs> was um dickens it's just like the story of like how Charles Dickens wrote um, like a Christmas Carol, and it's with that actor from Downtown Abbey. I don't remember his name, but he also did the Beauty and the Beast. Like you know who I'm talking about? Uh, the actor from <laughs> Downton Abbey. There was a movie called just Dickens. Yeah, like Dickens, uh, the man that invented Christmas, or something like that. It's like a Christmas oh, the theme man movie. Who invented Christmas. Yeah, yeah, now I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Uh... I like that. It was a cute oh, little Christmas Dan movie. Stevens was the actor in that. Yeah, he's the guy from um, Downtown Abbey yeah. and Beauty and the Beast, right? Yep. Also, uh, there was a movie he was in called The Gift, I think, or The Guest. The Guest, that's what he was in. Mm. Which is a movie you one. should watch if you, if you like the actor. I would highly suggest watching The Guest. Uh, it's like uh it's a weird like thriller. It's a really creepy thriller movie. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. If it pops up on my Netflix, why not? I don't know if it's on Netflix, but yeah. Anyway. Uh all right, so Infinity War and Dickens. Yeah. But if you have to yeah. ask me like what my favorite movie of like all time is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this about me, but, like, I'm obsessed with Across the Universe. With Stephen Hawking? No, no. <laughs> no, um, that uh, musical with, like, all the Beatles songs. Wait, there's a musical called Across the Universe. Yeah, Across the Universe. And it's, like, based in, um, in like, the 80s when, or, like, 70s. Um, there's all the Beatles songs that are like put into the story, um, and it's with. Oh my God, I'm so bad with actor names, but it's Evan with Rachel Wood, Jim Sturgis. Jim Sturgis, yeah. Oh my God, beautiful. He's so beautiful and he's very Hi. talented. Um, I love that movie. I literally watch that movie like at least five or six times a year, and it's on Netflix right now. So if you haven't seen it. Kush, you have to go watch that movie. 
it's been it's very criticized it's very criticized because people are like oh it's like not a good movie it's like doesn't do justice to the beatles songs i disagree i think it's brilliant i think the actors and the choreography and the sets are great i just love it very very much so okay so sell this movie to me like what's what's so special about it why is it your favorite movie of all time um because well firstly i have a small obsession with the beatles so mm-hmm. i appreciate someone that uh, also appreciates the beatles mm-hmm. um and i just think it's it's very well done it's the the remixes or i don't know what it would be called but like the way they redo the songs i think is very nice and it blends very well into the story it's set in a time period that i was not lucky enough to be born in but that i would have enjoyed (laughs) and i just find it very very touching and very um very relatable because it's about young people all right i'm kind of looking through some of the pictures for this movie and it's like it seems like the it's got really, really like vibrant cinematography. Yes, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful to to look at. Mm-hmm. Right. I might actually give this a try. I am not the biggest fan of musicals. I think I might have told you that before. Like, I genuinely kind of, I find it yeah. very, very hard to get into musicals in general. Like, those okay musicals that don't really focus on the music are the kind of musicals that I like. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Um, I would say this is pretty music centric, but it's not like Mamma Mia, where it's like, or like High School Musical, where it's like, hey, burst into song. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I've tried watching Mamma Mia three, maybe four times. I can't. I've tried I so like hard. It. Yeah. So hard. And I, like, I, I remember like the fir- first one that came out, I've tried it on like on TV. I've literally tried downloading like, like or not downloading, watching it online. like. And then, like, sitting myself down and being like, I got to watch this. It's, like, super well-known movie. And I'm just, like, mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes into the movie, I'm like, I hate this movie. I, I just hate it. I'm yeah, talking about, like, whatever the 2008 or 9 one was, like, the one with Meryl Streep and, like, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. I, honestly, I haven't seen that either. Like, I know of it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. But I can't sit down and, like, sit through it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. But... So I remember the last time we were like hanging out, you started talking about a particular movie that you thought was really cool. Was uh, remind me again, what was uh the stupid thing called? Uh, not the stupid thing, like Vincent Van Gogh's movie. What was that one? Oh yeah, Loving Vincent. Loving, Loving Vincent. Vincent. Uh yes, that movie w- did not win an Oscar that year. I think it was like 2017. Uh. 2017 movie, yeah, nominated for Best Animated Film. It didn't win. I think Coco won that year. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I... I mean, Coco, great movie. Nothing to say about that. I I cried like a baby watching it. But the effort that went into loving Vincent, I think it should have been rewarded with an Oscar. So basically, like, all every single frame in the movie was painted in like the van gogh style 
So every single frame was a painting that someone literally sat down for hours and hours to paint every single movement in the film. And I just thought that was incredible. Incredible. Absolutely beautiful. I've never seen the movie, but that's why I'm going to ask you this question. But how exactly did they do the dialogue then? Uh, it's, I mean, it's just like dubbed. What do you mean? Oh, so it's like, do people's like lips move through the paintings or is it like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, like how old school animation, you would get like one frame and then the next frame you would paint, you draw something that moves a little bit higher and then kind of like those flip books where you're like flipping through, you know? Early South Park, for example. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, but this is with like large scale paintings. Um, and they had actors that represented like the characters that just kind of sat there and painted like the act, the artists just kind of like sat there and like painted the actors. Um, so I don't know. I just That's thought really it, was, cool. uh, yeah. it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That was the last kind of like thought that I had in my head when it came to like, that movie that, that's something i really do want to watch though it right now my main focus is to find somewhere to watch loving vincent uh, yeah it's on like netflix or amazon prime or something like that whatever i can find it on because uh for me one of the one of the things is like i the way that i like movies there are times when i'll forego the story if it does something really unique with the way that they present their art yeah absolutely and so you can have a movie that's like I don't know, it could be really simple. It couldn't. It could have like the most simple plot, or at times it could actually even have like a sub. Uh, I don't know, sub op, not sub optimal, but like lower than average plot. Mm-hmm. But if you do something that like it, it looks beautiful, or it somehow like captures my eyes, or something like that. And this is why I have a real love for directors and cinematographers, and you know, DPs or like directors of photography or whatever it may be. Is like if it looks beautiful, I kind of let go of the story. Yeah. Like why one of my why I loved Blade like the second the what do you call it the sequel to Blade Runner so much from mm-hmm. two years ago was the fact that like if it was a pretty simple story it wasn't really that complicated but the movie looked incredibly beautiful. Hmm. And I, I don't know. Have you seen the movie or like, you know, kind of the one with uh, Ryan Gosling? Yeah, Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford. No, I haven't seen that one, to be honest. I mean, I saw the first one, but I didn't see the, the, the sequel. sequel. It, it's like the, the best way to put it is like it is it's got it's very neon centric. Like the colors yeah. are incredibly saturated in every single uh, shot in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess yes. Sometimes I totally agree. Like if if it's yeah. visually super appealing, then a for effort. <laughs> Sometimes though, I guess it depends. Like really, how bad the story is. Like I don't know about you, but when Avatar came out, like okay, great visuals, but like I did not enjoy the story of that. For example. So uh, I'd say like this: like watching Avatar in the movie theater for the first time was pretty pretty fucking amazing like it was yeah like incredible but it's not a movie that like ages well or translates well like those are my two things where like 
there's nothing special about what Avatar looks like if you look at it now. Like ten years later, if you rewatch the movie or something like that, you're like, sure, like the effects are incredible, but they were incredible for its time because yeah. now movies have caught up to what Avatar kind of did, and it it's one of those movies where it's just like if you watch that movie on like a TV or like if you watch it on a flight it loses all of the appeal that was there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think uh, uh, what yeah. makes a movie, like a, a great movie is like something that stands the test of time. Something you can watch over and over and like always enjoy. Uh, then here's a weird question, right? Mm-hmm. Name a movie that came out between 2010 and now. Oh, shit. Yes. That in 50 years from now, so in like 2060, right? Or in the 2060s, it will be considered like a classic classic, like something that you think will stand the test of time of the next 50 years. Ah. It's a really hard question and that I just threw you under the bus for so that I could get really good content for the podcast. But there. Okay. um, For some reason, all I can think about are like animated movies, but like. How to Train Your Dragon, great movie. And Zootopia, great movie. No, like, if I you think... can, I, I'm actually, okay, here's what I'll say. I'm actually on your side for How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. I, Zootopia, I oh, enjoyed on, it, it but like, no, no, I'm telling you, I enjoyed watching it the first time, but like, Zootopia is not a movie I really got back and rewatched. Like, How to Train Your Dragon, I've, since it came out and, I'd say maybe nine years ago. That I think that's when the first How to Train Your Dragon came out. I've rewatched it over ten times at least. Yeah, it's a great movie. Like, it's yeah. a great movie. It's a universal like thing about like it's it's friendship. That's what the movie's about. It's just yeah friendship. And I think the the musical score in that movie is also incredible. Why why did you like why did How to Train Your Dragon pop into your head as like the movie that will hold up in fifty years? Um, I just think that kids will always be kids, and, like, it's, kids will always be kids, and they're always gonna enjoy a well-made movie, and there's always gonna be, like, a good lesson for them to learn Mm -hmm. from it, so, it's kind of a little bit like Mary Poppins. Now, I'm not comparing the two, okay? Let's be clear, I'm not comparing the two, but Mary Poppins is a movie that I will show my kids because it's just so great. So, I don't know. Does that make sense? I feel like yeah. that that kind of feeling that you get, mm-hmm. every time you watch that movie, you get that same amazing feeling of whatever, happiness and enjoyment or even how, how to train your dragon. Like when he loses the leg, oh my God, I was devastated. But I also thought it was like brilliant how now he's like just like his dragon so it's the feeling that always survives so i think that's what makes a movie good that was a really well thought out explanation wow uh, lol well <laughs> uh, no i, I <laughs> i'm gonna go as far as to say it. like i like how to train your dragon more than i ever liked mary poppins they're I, they're Two completely different. They're they're two completely different movies, though. Sure, but like the feeling that I get from when I'm watching How to Train Your Dragon doesn't mm-hmm. matter when I'm watching it. 
I like, and I think this also has a lot to do with the score that was in the film. Uh, I like that. The score from Mary Poppins is great. Uh, You can't compare. They're two different things, dude. All right, there's a, there's a, okay, there's a song or like a composition in How to Trading a Dragon called Forbidden Friendship, right? Mm-hmm. It's this like four and a half minute long uh, piece of music that I think, like I'm trying to remember who composed the movie. Like, uh, God, uh, it like, I have it on my phone. You have who like uh, mm-hmm. the composer for How to Train a Dragon, or like... yeah, I because I, sometimes when I'm like chilling, I listen to movie scores or like John Powell scores. Yeah, yeah. John, pa- yeah. Wow. There's a, he composed a piece called "Forbidden Friendship," and it's like literally, it's like I, I to this day I remember it. it's like four minutes and like thirty two seconds, but it is so beautiful, and it's like I'd like listen to the score and just like some of my favorite scenes from the movie like just pop into my head while I'm listening to it. Yeah, and nothing in like Mary Poppins does that for me. I've watched it on like. I've watched it on uh, Broadway. I've like seen the old, I think, how old is it? Like 1967 or something like that. That's yeah, when Mary yeah, Poppins yeah. came out. I've watched that. And and like, I've listened to the music from Mary Poppins as well. But like, but see, something... but... yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Coach, but like, no, I like, I feel that. I feel like the Mary Poppins is more of like a whimsical, uh, like it's more whimsical and like, circusy resemblance where you, you know when you go to the circus and you get that feeling of like oh wow everything's so like bright and cool and whatever whereas sure, how yeah. to train your dragon is more of a um, it's more of an emotional movie you know yeah it hits you on your core with some like really yeah. weird and hurtful but at the same time real things yeah where i mean they're they're two they're two completely it's really it's apples and oranges. I mm-hmm. if you're trying to compare them is uh is difficult cuz they 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 do different things for the audience. They have a totally different point to them. And even the the time when they were created is Oh yeah. I mean we're know. we're talking about what like a 55-year-old difference yeah. or 40, 45 years or something like that. I don't know. I can't do math right it's now. It's an entire so, generation, you know? Two generations. Yeah. Wait, no, 1964. So 2010 minus 1964. I'm going to have 46 years, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I feel I, I haven't, honestly, I haven't talked about How to Train Your Dragon in a very long time. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. We talked about a movie that holds up in 50 years. I don't know. Is there anything in particular that you have in mind that you would like to talk about, or do you want to talk about that like poster of yours or something like that? Um, yeah, sure, we can talk about my poster. All right, then explain what the poster is. <laughs> okay, so I have this vintage, vintagey collage from the early '80s. Um, it's hanging right in my living room wall um and it's just basically it's like pieces of magazines and photos and like cool um like cool letters and names and articles and you know it's got that it's got that vintagey look where the paper is kind of worn and brownish and 
I have a theory that it tells the story of whoever, like the guy that made it, it tells the story of his life. Mm-hmm. And um, so like Kush and I, we were doing a little bit of research because it's the kind of thing, it's a little bit like a, not exactly like a where is Waldo, but it's like every time you look, you see a different detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were doing a little bit of research on the magazine articles that are um, glued to this thing. And it's, so we came to the conclusion that someone that was an RA for um, Skidmore College. College. Yeah, Skidmore College, class of 82 or 83. um, That would like shake, wake, and bake (laughs) with um, with his friends. Had two dogs. I don't know. Dude, I just think it's like one of the most beautiful pieces of art and it's like literally nothing it's like literally nothing impressive but i just think it's so cool because it tells like a story of someone's life and but we had that debate where you thought it was like organized in a way where it like goes through someone's life whereas i said that it was like purely chaotic and then you can like pick and choose whatever you want and you can make your own interpretation of that person's life I don't know, dude. Yeah. It, so, yes, definitely it feels like chaotic when you first look at it. Mm-hmm. Then if you look at the details, there's just these patterns, you know? Yep. There's <sighs> patterns. I, I agree with you. Like, once, I don't know, once we started researching all of their shit and then, like, went down that rabbit hole of, like, trying to find the person who who made the collage or something yeah. like that. The only thing that bothered me is that every time you did a Google search, you came out with all these, like, sketchy, (laughs) all these sketchy-ass news, like, oh, like, four died in a fire at Skidmore College, or, like, RA convicted or accused of assault, and I was like, dude, I really don't want to know all this stuff about this thing that's hanging in my living room. I mean, I was just using the like the the hints that we had, like the people's names that were there or whatever. Yeah, we, we managed to find like one person on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm like but, still debating. Maybe I'll take a picture of it and just like send it to him and be like, "Yo, is this yours?" Well, no, but we thought like the person that we found on LinkedIn kind of, or in my eyes, had like a similar nose and like facial structure, but you thought didn't look anything like the guy from. No, the- I thought it was like. Uh... <laughs> typical white dude <laughs> no all right like uh, this is just my thoughts on it but... yeah, yeah yeah no but it's great that's what i love about it it's that you can anyone can watch it and like can look at it and gain whatever they want from it you know get their own version sure, i'm also yeah. super sick so i'm sorry if i'm sounding a little nasal um i'm sick so far, the only like no, there hasn't been any issue. Occasionally, you've clipped a little bit. What does that mean? So clipping is like when you get really close, like you're talking at a particular level, and then you get really close to the mic and you talk, right? Oh yeah. Well, I'm then, here. I'm holding the microphone from my headphones. Yeah. Yeah. And then it like just shoots up, clips, and then comes back down and like adjusts the level on its own. That's the only thing, but like that's also it like happens like once every few minutes. So it's oh. not even a real like issue at all. All right, cool. Uh, uh, I don't know what were we talking about apart from that. Did you see Aquaman at all? Not yet, not yet. I haven't. Did it come out? 
I'm like, yeah, it, it came out like two months back or like a month and a half back. What? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been living in my little cave. <laughs> oh, okay. So what, what was something you saw recently that you haven't talked about yet? Like you said, you saw infinity war recently, but like, what's a random movie that you saw just at home or like in a movie theater okay. or something like that? So random movie that I saw literally like last weekend in bed mm-hmm. is um oh god it's on Netflix I need to go find it now because I it's with Hugh Grant and Sarah Jessica Parker and um it's called damn let me look for it did you hear about the Morgans oh did you hear about the Morgans yeah it's like it's like an old movie but I. <laughs> it was so fun <laughs> i just it's like them about going into like a witness protection program but they're divorced so they're like um we don't actually can't share the room and they go in the middle of freaking wyoming and it looks like they have to learn how to horse ride and it's like freaking red dead redemption in the middle of nowhere <laughs> so that was a cute, it was a cute little movie this movie got roasted by the critics from what I'm seeing right now. Seriously? Ah, I mean, it, it, it's got 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, uh, I mean, what is it, from the 90s? 2008. Like a, 2008? Sorry, 2009. What? End of 2009, start of 2010. Oh, wow. I thought it gave me like a 90s feel. <laughs> Um, whatever. It was Saturday night and I had nothing better to do. <laughs> Did you hear about the Morgans? Yeah. Uh, give me give me your uh like artistic review of this movie. Nah, there's nothing artistic about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a rom com, typical rom com with uh two two good actors, but it's, uh, Sam Elliott's in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of any other particular topic. Do you have anything in mind? Okay, throw me something that you want to talk about. Or what's something that's cool, something cool that's happened recently or something like that. I don't know. Um. Okay, so I've decided that I want to start like a vlog. <laughs> like a vlog but i want to make it like a house vlog so i'm looking to buy a house or buy an apartment or go live somewhere essentially because i'm getting my lease is ending in september so i'm gonna be homeless so (laughs) i decided that i'm gonna make a channel where i'm like come home shopping with me um the only thing is that the houses i've been to see so far are like pretty shit so (laughs) most likely i'm gonna be homeless in a few months (laughs) what what do you mean like do you want to basically vlog what it's like to buy a house and yeah okay i don't know about you but like i'm the kind of person that when it's like night or you know you can see inside people's house from their window when the Mm -hmm. light is on like i'm that creep that will like there and be like oh that guy has like a piano in there or he has like a nice little library or whatever <laughs> um i love 
looking into people's houses and I love looking at like floor plans and being like oh my god I'll put my couch here and then I'll put the tv here and the kitchen I'm gonna move it blah 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 the second part of that sentence is fine the first part of that sentence is so creepy what (laughs) it's just like it starts off with I love looking into people's houses (laughs) at night (laughs) like there's something like kind of murderous about what you just said there um i mean i just like to get an idea for interior decor (laughs) sure Um, okay good save there i mean okay whatever kush i continue Uh, like (laughs) you were talking about like looking at floor plans and everything like that yeah and i feel like if i like that kind of stuff someone Mm. else will right isn't that how youtube people do their thing they just talk about their lives and then someone's like wow this is interesting yeah no that's a good like okay uh the only experience that i really have when i do people that i know that love vlogging channels and something like that it's not uh i know teenagers or like particular like I, i have a couple of like cousins that are teenagers and like they love these like particular makeup channels because then they use that as a way to buy their own makeup so it's almost like a trusted like brand advisor that they yeah for sure even though they have absolutely like these people have no experiences to you know apart from being consumers like they're just people that buy a lot of makeup and then they start like putting like reviews of it up or whatever and then they build a following and then they kind of become like makeup critics by just being consumers yeah 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 no, I mean, that's how, like, my entire makeup cabinet is either, like, samples gifted or I bought it because my YouTuber, my favorite YouTuber was using it. Like, I'm not reasonable. I like to do what other people do. Hashtag basic. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I agree. It's like, it's a way for me, like, honestly, YouTube, I, I learn a lot of shit from YouTube. I learn how to cook. I learn how to do my makeup. I learn how to, you know, sew and fix a hole in my jeans or shit like that. YouTube's a great place to to grow and become your own person, just like everyone else. <laughs> oh, I, I completely agree with that. Like, I used to spend, or actually, no, I definitely do spend more time on YouTube than I do on Netflix. And yeah. For me, the reason behind that is it's just, uh, well, Netflix is fun. It, like, entertains me and everything like that. YouTube, for me, is, like, YouTube is where I learned how to podcast in a way. It's, like, it's how I found podcasts. was not through Apple Podcasts. It's, like, YouTube channels that I would listen to or follow or something like that. And then they would start their own podcast, and that's how I would listen to them. And that's where the idea of what what I'm doing right now, what this is, came from. At the yeah. same time, I learned how to cook from YouTube. Same. Uh, I learned how to, weirdly enough, I learned how to write movies from YouTube. I used to watch different channels where they would like talk about the movies that they were uh, watching or like talk about, you know, like stuff like Nerd Writer or something yeah. like that. Like, I'm just going to shout out a few channels where like there's a channel called like uh, Lessons from a Screenplay or Nerd Writer One or these different people that like kind of go through different stories that are in movies and then they like, analyze them in a weird way as to what they do like someone did one of those channels did a fantastic thing about how sorkin writes his characters Mm -hmm. 
and why he doesn't like uh he doesn't focus on their emotions as much as he uh he focuses on like building their character from what they say mm-hmm. yeah and, and like uh i don't know that was kind of an interesting thing it's like it's how i so I do agree. It's it's just as much of a lesson as it is wow, anything else. Wow, you're making me feel it's like wow, you do YouTube right because <laughs> the shit I learned from YouTube is no way, nowhere that intellectual. Like I, I when I was a teenager, I would look up like how to flirt with boys. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, you're making me feel like a total piece of shit no i mean like if if i look at my like youtube subscriptions i have like 20 channels that are just related to like people gaming and then putting up their video games yeah so, I, obviously i have my guilty pleasures and then i have my more educational ones and then a bunch of channels where i'm just like why the fuck did i subscribe to this like this makes no sense yeah and but do you have that issue where your youtube is filled with a lot of like you've just subscribed to so many channels over time that now it's just gotten to that level where you Um, don't actually keep up with all of the channels that you subscribe to but you have like four or five channels that you keep up with and that's it but the remaining like 25 are just accumulating like notifications actually no because for (laughs) This is weird, but like for a period of time, I was actually using like my work email to be on YouTube mm-hmm. just because it was like randomly connected. And so I wouldn't subscribe to any channels with my work email. So on my subscriptions are actually just like those maybe 10 people, maybe 10 that I follow. Um, so I don't really get spammed a lot. I also am not the kind of person that's very adventurous with YouTube. Like once I find my YouTuber, mm-hmm. I I'm a loyal consumer of their videos. You know, I don't like to find new people to follow. Usually, actually, usually when I find new people to follow, they are I find them very annoying at first. I have like it takes me time to get used to a YouTuber, which is why I don't go out and subscribe to other people. You know. All right, so you kind of use YouTube in a very, or your way of subs- subscribing to people on YouTube is very different from mine. Like for yeah, me, very it's, selective. it's kind of like I will find another YouTuber or like I'm just exploring YouTube and I'll, I'll like binge a person's like channel for say maybe two to three hours, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll knock out like some of the gaming channels. Each of the videos are maybe like seven to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So if I knock out two hours on their channel, I'm talking about like 12 to 13, maybe 15 videos of their content. Yeah. And if those like 15 videos, like I've binged through those 15 videos, then at that point, like I've subscribed to that channel already because it gave me enough content for like two hours of stuff. And like that, I'll find like particular subscriptions that I have that I don't really keep up with. Like I, yeah, yeah, there's just like random channels that I have. Like as I'm going through, like I subscribe to the people that make, uh, uh, cyanide and happiness i don't know if you know what that is no what's that they're these like weird really like morbid animated shorts right okay and uh they won't be more than like they'll be two minutes at the most but i started like watching them and then they have like a compilation up which is like 30 minutes long and then i watched two of their compilations and then i'm like all right yeah i'm just gonna toss these guys a follow 
Now they put out a video maybe it seems like every day or three times a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched their like last six months of content. <laughs> so, like, I'm talking about like a hundred plus videos of content or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But it's still there in my subscriptions. Because like I'll update my subscriptions more and more. And it's become like this entire thing where I have maybe 40 subscriptions on my YouTube channel, but I religiously watch three, maybe four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like 10%. And then the remaining is just like, I'll watch something that I find kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like when I go on YouTube, I'm either look, I'm either looking for like just a lifestyle video where someone's like, watch me live my life. And I'll like literally put it on while I'm home. So I don't feel lonely <laughs> <laughs> or I'll watch like, I'm super into like the gym and stuff like that. So I'll watch like people that work out. Cause that gets me pumped. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I love your leggings. I'm going to buy the same. I'm going to wear them. I'm going to go to the gym. <laughs> So like <laughs> you watch like YouTubers that you would want to emulate in a, in a way. Well, I watch yes, kind of. I watch YouTubers that is this weird? I watch YouTubers that I think are similar to me. Like I watch YouTubers mm-hmm. that like the same things that I would like or that say mm-hmm. the same things that I would like or that like do the same things. Like there's this YouTuber um her name is Natasha Ocean and mm-hmm. she does like fitness videos and she's just like this really sweet girl in her early 20s so like I don't know I kind of like see myself in her apart from she has like an amazing body like well she's like a freaking fitness youtuber so like mm-hmm. no shit but um I like her workouts like I generally find them inspiring so yeah I kind of look for someone that is similar to me and that I can become similar to, but just to be a better version of myself, you know, does that make sense? No, it does. It does. Like, uh, my, my YouTube thing is like a lot of what I subscribe to are not people that are similar to me, but I have similar interests to what I find enjoyable. So like, I might not be even remotely similar to the person whose videos I'm watching, but like, I don't know, they'll, they'll find, so I'll just give an example. Um, There's a YouTuber that I've been watching a lot and I kind of keep pushing onto my friends as well. Is a, uh, is a dude with the channel called Call Me Kevin, right? Yeah. Uh, what he basically does is like, like most of the people that got really big on YouTube, his channel is related to playing video games, editing them, and then putting them up. Yeah. But it's he does it in a way that it's not like, let me show you the gameplay. It's not in a way that let me show you what the game does good, what the game does bad. Let me review the game. No. He kind of does it in a way where it's just like, I'm going to create this like severely messed up characters and make them do the weirdest shit possible. Uh-huh. And I'm going to see how far I can break this game. Well, does that, if that well, makes sense. Uh, uh, what do you mean break the game so like tell me all these gamer gamer words (laughs) so like for example he's done like maybe over a hundred videos on sims 4 oh my god the sims are wild (laughs) and what he does what he like it's for him it's not a way of like 
look at my Sims character, like, you know, do different things or look at how cool my house gets or something like that. But it's like, I'm going to create a dungeon in my basement and I'm going to kidnap and uh, like imprison Santa Claus and death. And I'm going to make them make YouTube videos for me or I'm going to make them make paintings in my basement while I don't feed them to then make money for myself. Oh. Okay. Well, usually what I did is I would build a pool and then take away, <laughs> take, take away, away the, the ladder. little ladder. No, like <laughs> obviously that's the but traditional way of like killing a sim. <laughs> yeah, that's the traditional like kill a sim kind of thing. Like, uh, that, that's the kind of thing where like I, I don't know, like it blends like this comedic aspect for me with like this self-deprecating personality, and then games that I would. Even there are games that I would not enjoy, like games that I would not never play, yeah. but I will watch someone else make a video Dude, out of them. You wouldn't play The Sims? No, I, I play The Sims. Like I literally built a really yeah. cool house in The Sims. Yeah. But like, the, the, there's a game like called like uh, I don't know, like a driving game or like something like Black Desert Online or so, stuff like that. Like things that I've uh, looked at and I'm just like, like I don't find these games interesting. interesting. Yeah. But I'll watch someone make like just fun of the game, or not not even fun of the game, but fun of the character that they create in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of like escapism in a, in a way. So like for me, it's like I find what he's doing interesting, but I it, I don't see myself as that guy. That's a good way yeah, of putting yeah, it. Yeah. Like to just bring it back in full circle. Yeah, it's more like entertainment. Yeah, like it's Your YouTube. Entertainment. It's YouTube escapism for me. Like, those are the channels that I keep up with the most. And then, obviously, there's, like, other people. Like, uh, I remember I, uh, I told you about, like, the Tiny Meat Gang podcast or, like, the yeah, yeah, people yeah. that run that podcast are, like, these people called, like, Cody Co and, like, Noel Miller and stuff like that. And they, they're people that started off as, like, Viners or something like that. But then they did comedy out of what they do. Like, not scripted comedy, just, you know, just regular, like, stand-up comedy type of things but on youtube itself yeah 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 and that basically sums sums up well i mean we went on a weird tangent where we started off at like artsy movies went into like that weird movie poster that you had and then it somehow led to youtube channels but i don't know that was fun yeah Uh, that was fun do you uh... have any particular other topic that you think would be interesting or well should we i don't know dude so <laughs> i i mean i let, let me take a look we're at like we've actually done a decent amount of content we're like at a 43 minute mark right now that's good stuff uh listeners if you've made it this far congratulations you win a prize of um more podcast episodes. more podcasts <laughs> That's, like that's yeah. all i'm really gonna give you i don't like i'm not rich and can't do that other shit i think can't. it would i think it would be cool to maybe this can be for a later episode next time mm-hmm. you want to have me um we could be talking about like fitness stuff i don't know i'm like super into that shit but it i don't know you don't want to make it super like theme focused but let no, us my, know my, in the comments uh, if you'd like to learn more. <laughs> I have no restrictions on topics usually, as long as someone has something to talk about. Yeah. Like if yeah. you have an actual thing that you want to talk about related to fitness, 
go ahead. Like, I don't mind learning new stuff. I, I mean, I, I don't really have, I, I'm not a teacher or anything. I just have strong opinions. <laughs> that, that's podcasting though. At the end of the day, like most of us don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> like it's, it's just talking about shit and hoping that it sticks. That's it. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you do like, oh my God, thank you guys so much for following my channel. Give a big thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment if you want to learn more about other stuff to talk about, right? Isn't that what you do? No, it's kind of just like, all right, that was fun. See you guys later. Bye. Okay. Well, that was fun. We can do what, okay. You know what? How about this? You can say like you can end the podcast do your uh how would you end your podcast go ahead and that's how we'll end it okay well i'm not really sure how people interact with the podcast but i would say uh thank you guys so much for tuning in <laughs> um let me know in the comments below what you want to hear next <laughs> and um ciao ciao <laughs> i would say that <laughs> All right, then that's how we're going to end it. See you, everyone. Right. This was fun. Ciao.